Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new series on the Conventional Nine podcast. And this series is called Home and Away, where we will be talking about the beautiful game of basketball. I mean, I, I hope the song that played before the podcast started suggests what, what I mean, what, what it's about. But yeah, uh, here we are going to be talking about for the first one the review of the NBA and just discuss whatever we want about the game, I guess, and me for this podcast and for the series is Mr. Michael Herman. Hey, Michael. Hi. How are you, sir? I'm good. I am good. No complaints here whatsoever. Good stuff. So, oh, well, people really don't know about our basketball fandom. We two come from different backgrounds. I mean, of course. Very different. Yeah, so why don't you go ahead and explain how you became a basketball fan, or just explain your fandom, I guess. Um, Growing up, Houston, you know, Rockets fandom, it's rough. It's um, I'm more of an old head, you know. I, I, I the, the new game is, it is what it is, but it's, it's, my head is like it's stuck in like the past, the Catino Mobley, the Kim Olajuwon, the Steve Francis days of basketball. But I, I, I have my knowledge of the new game. Just, oh, yeah, I'm just putting it out there that I, I am an old head. I, well, well, that's sort of, great sort of because, yeah. well, that's great because I am on the opposite end of the spectrum, I suppose, because I started watching. Post 2011, 12, around that time. Ah, yes, the Chef Curry era. I mean, kind of. I mean, before that, because that's the yeah, thing. Yeah. Because in India, right, it's not basketball isn't easy to come by. It's not like everyone's talking about what's going on. Mm. So well, the thing is, I'm like six foot four, six foot five. And the, the one thing everyone tells me whenever sure. they meet me. Yeah, okay, guys. He, this dude is like six foot eleven, so he's the only great. one who can actually say that to me, right? Uh, but yeah, so six foot four. Everyone used to tell me the same thing that, oh, do you play basketball? Do you watch basketball? I'm like, I mean, I, I, I don't, but you know, I thought, you know what? Let's give it a try. Let's see what the game is about. And I, I, I don't know. I, the first memory that I remember is probably Dirk Nowitzki airballing against the Miami Heat in the playoffs, right? Right, right. And I saw that and I was like, whoa, this dude's terrible. Because I was like, how hard is it for a professional player to hit that shot? And then obviously... True. And and then later on I realized, right, I mean, I was completely wrong in my opinion. Well. Yeah. So from there, it it just snowballed because then I found out about Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan... And then you just, and then I got into the current era, you know. Actually, I, I kind of, I think the first team that I kind of, like, I, no, it's not like, okay, so the first the team I actually support is San Antonio Spurs. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, you know, the big three. And oh, yeah. they were just so good. And, and I think, obviously, everyone would say that their favorite player was probably Manu Ginobili. And I get that. But for me, 
the one person I kind of like. I was like, you know, if I would play, I would play like that. Would be Tim Duncan because it's like it's simple stuff and it's effective, right? Yeah, I think I think more people would probably say Tim over Manu. You think? I I don't think I, so. Every one of us says Manu. I'm like, I mean, I in terms know. of like swagger, it's obviously not Tim. Come dr- on, really? I mean, he dresses like he came out of a fucking barrel. I mean, he's got fucking size fifty shirts on. That's cool though. It's it's him. It I is. Like. I mean, it's it's okay. it's a it's if, a if choice. You put those clo- if you put those clothes on like someone, let's say Tyler Harrow, and he goes out on the fashion street, people would say that's cool. Yeah, but but uh, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It depends on the person as well. And yeah. since and since his style isn't flashy, he's not the most charismatic guy. It just comes off as drab. But the thing is, he's cool. He's himself, and I like it. Yeah, and then so yeah, I started watching those three, and obviously Greg Popovich, and I was like, look at this. And then I went back and just you know watched the days of David Robinson, and of course the days of David Robinson were paired up with days of Hakeem Olajuwon. Yes, so, I mean, we both have had our arguments about who we think is better. It's not really an argument, but uh, come on, come on, really? I mean, I get it. I get it. It's that... it's a. Uh... I, I I get the argument, but yeah. um, I, I don't. It to me, it's clear. To me, it's. See, I get it because I agree with you. Even though I'm a San Antonio Spurs supporter, yeah. I agree with you. But to an extent, I think David Robinson is a bit underrated. I I, I agree there. Yeah. I think, I think in terms of centers. I think Shaq is the most overrated, and I think he, I think um, David Robinson dropping the, the most, hot takes already. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean overrated in terms of like people have him at number number one, and he should be number two. So it's not that overrated. Like I'm not saying he's a, a bottom ten center. I'm saying he's two instead of one, or maybe three instead of one. You know, I'm, I'm not saying anything absurd, right. but you know, p- people forget how much he was carried. Um, throughout his career, carried is <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. I mean, it, not so much carried, but he, there was never a point where you looked at a Shaquille O'Neal team and said, "This is Shaquille O'Neal's team." It was always, "This is Shaq and Kobe," "This is Shaq and Dwayne Wade," "This is Shaq and Penny." It yeah. was never like, "Oh, Shaquille's taking over." This is you know. But I think that was more to do with the fact, first of all, you always had to start with him. And I don't think you would ever call the Lakers team in the 2000s Kobe's team. I think you would still call it, it was Kobe and Shaq, right? Yeah, it's Kobe and Shaq, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. That you but can the thing say, with, yeah. with Kobe is Kobe, like Kobe, that 2009 run with Kobe, that was Kobe's team. So Kobe at least has that one, like, run by himself almost not by himself there was Bynum and Powell and all those guys but like Shaq never won a championship with a team in which he wasn't the best player no right. I mean in which he was the best player right 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 there I was get always it. a player better than him on all of his championships that's my point but I think that it's also more to do with how he trained how he came across how he always had a more 
flamboyant lifestyle outside of the game. And yeah, then yeah. you and then you look at the game and you see Kobe just working at it, you know, and just yeah. grinding towards it. And towards to basketball fans, that would appeal more, you know. Yeah. And I, that's short in the game, so let's just to move on to Kobe for just a second, like Growing up, I never liked Kobe Bryant. I was never a Kobe Bryant fan. He it was always off Lakers trash. Uh, and then I watched Kobe doing work, mm-hmm. which is one of the greatest p- pieces of film ever made. Right. And it completely changed. I, I watched this guy shoot a thousand shots in a day, and I watched this guy completely take over as the coach of the team. He was the coach. There was no denying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it completely changed the. I love. I I love him now. Like I, you know, it's, you know, I always had a bias against him, but once I saw how hard that man worked, you can't help but like give it to him. It's it's incredible for sure. Yeah. Yeah, man, Kobe. I think we'll come back to it later when yeah yeah I was just just yeah put that out there. Yeah, yeah. Kobe's incredible, man. Yeah. He was one of the first guys that really, like, again, I, again, I think this is the case with most people who are not from America and follow basketball. You kind of get into the game because of the video games, 2K, right? Yeah. So it was 2K10. I think 2K10 is my favorite NBA game because you had, first of all, yeah, and you had, and the soundtrack was so good. I just love that game. so good. And then the dunk contest, the sprite dunk contest, which, I mean, the blacktop now is just not what, I, what I wanted to be. Yeah, it's trash. It's, it's, trash not, it's not even a blacktop. You can only do, like, 5 on 5. It's garbage. It's boring. Um, it's, yeah. Yeah, but I think, yeah, I just love that game. And there I was like, Dwight Howard, Jul- I always took Julius Irving for dunk contests. I don't I was like, he, he, his hair was so cool. I was like, yeah, oh, I just yeah. love it. And, yeah. So... Yeah, we'll come back to Kobe. But, again, this season has been one of the most... Uh, yeah, it's safe to say it's one of the most odd seasons ever. Yeah. Right? Doing a recap of this season isn't like doing a recap of any other season. Because you can't just talk about the season. There's no. so much more. There's coronavirus. There's... There's protests, there's Black Lives Matter, there's there's all there's it's so much it's right. happening. Yeah. yeah. It's not just like, you know, oh, we're gonna recap the season. You, you there's more to it than that almost. Like Yeah, of course. It it transcended sports as we don't like to say. Yeah, we don't really want to get into social commentary too. No no no, I I'm yeah. not. Yeah. But I'm just I'm just saying that it is more than that. Yeah. It's yeah, I mean it's it's you know. You you sound kind of tone deaf if you pass over those issues completely. You can't. You, so you I, I just can't, yeah. yeah, I just want to say that you know. So yeah, before we get into talking about the season, I think one question that we need to ask because this is a basketball podcast. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if we don't do this, I think the basketball gods will you know frown upon us. So right, right. LeBron, LeBron or MJ? Oh, it's easy, LeBron. It's not even close. <laughs> and there goes. Half of the fan base. I mean, they can go where they want. It's, it's not close. It's the greatest player of all time. I'm pretty sure you're not serious. Um, oh, I, I mean, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. But, um. <laughs> but yeah, 
again, I think this is what we were talking about. That that question is absurd, but Absolutely. it's talk, but it's talked about ad nauseum, yep. because that's what that's what gets the clicks, I guess. And then you have players like Scottie Pippen, who, oh my God, um, has some <laughs> atrocious takes at times. I, I love Scottie. Yeah, I can give an atrocious take. Scottie Pippen is now. See now, you know I'm gonna not say that take. We're gonna uh, come on, uh, come on, say it, say it. Scottie Pippen is among the most overrated players in history, and I, 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 I say this oh, only because. During his era, they did the top 50 greatest players of all time. And they gave him all jackets, and they brought them all out to the court. And he was in that list. And to me, that's that's a whole other discussion. But I just feel, you know, there's a there's a level of just, we're going to move past this. Program. Was that the 50 greatest players where they were all brought, up with ja- brought in? Yeah, yeah. That was such yeah. a cool event. You know, when you watch yeah. that, you're like, holy shit. Yeah, it was amazing. It's something you like. That's like even for the players. Forget about the fans. Even for the players, that's like you remember that forever. You know? Yeah. That's amazing, man. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying that he was overrated. I I never liked. I mean, obviously, I'm talking about hindsight, but I never liked his attitude. But I get yeah. his attitude. I get why because of of course from the Last Dance documentary we can kind of tell that he was shortchanged based for, I mean, compared to what he really gave to the team. Yeah, and, yeah. And I think that would generate hostility. And yeah, I think it was partially his own. It was his own fault for getting into that situation. Yeah. And then it was his own frustration trying to get out of it. And Yeah. Which is why he has this it seems like he has this attitude on the surface level that if you don't really look into it, you don't really understand why. But the the, the last dance is great. Just if you're somehow yeah. listening to this and you haven't seen that, like turn this off and watch that. I mean, listen they, to this, listen to this, and then you can watch that. You know? Well, you know what I'm saying they know more than we do. Do they? Do they? I mean, well. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, again, like just passing by the documentary real quick. That was it was so good, you know. Yeah, it made it, it made it made MJ look like an asshole, but an absolute machine. I mean, it made MJ <laughs> look like MJ. Yeah, and, and I they, feel yeah. like the, there wasn't a quite like you know. Yeah, and again, then you talk about you know as we were talking about the question, LeBron and MJ. I don't think there's much to that question. I don't think we even need to get into that. Uh, yeah. But but again, the main thing is LeBron is LeBron has transcended the game, not just mm-hmm. in terms of like in the commercial aspect, but also talking about what he does for the community, what he does for Akron, what he does for so many things, right? Yeah. And yeah. So he kind of does cover a lot more bases, but then you don't expect that from someone like MJ because that dude was a killer. He was cold-hearted. He was there to beat teams, be the best, and the and the competitive spirit he had will always be the greatest, the greatest aspect I've ever seen in any athlete ever. For sure. Because, my God, he will not ever want to lose. 
There's no yeah. part of him that would quit, right? Yeah. And that's in that. again, the documentary is fantastic. It represents MJ as who he is. It covers a lot. And yeah, definitely watch that if you have it. And even if you have, you know what, go back and watch it again. What else are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, it's such a good documentary. And yeah, that question doesn't really mean a lot. Again, as you told me this, that, and I agree with that. The greatest players of all time are are based on errors because the game yeah. changes, and you have everything changes, man. And you can't really compare Michael to LeBron. Yeah, so, like I've always taken that question as if you take somebody like Wilt and you put him in this generation, you give him this generation's medicine, you give him this generation's weight training. You give him this generation's sports medicine as a whole. <laughs> who imagine. knows how good he could be? Lord, imagine like right? that. That's the whole thing with it. It's it's fair to. It's two. They're they're almost two different sports at this point compared to you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I the, the question isn't fair to either person, yeah. but it will be asked for the rest of time. Because people want views, we're going to see Stephen A. talking about it soon. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I love Stephen. He is, he's very good at what he does. Yeah. Even even Max Kellerman. I'm not yeah. gonna mention someone else who probably fits that same category, but yeah. What? Well, um, uh, Nick Wright. Yeah, he's he's he's. Skip he's there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we move on from that, and we talk about the NBA season. And before we get into the season, we have to talk about the off season that. Proceeded, so so many big trades, right? Just yeah. huge trades. What a blockbuster off season! And again, let's talk about the one team that has signed good players but still hasn't developed, and that's the Brooklyn Nets, of course, because yeah. they got in Kevin Durant, who everyone was waiting on his announcement. They were just everyone was just on Instagram scrolling. Come on, tweet, tweet, uh, or tweet, or post, whatever. And he says he's going to Brooklyn. And then Kyrie's going to Brooklyn. And then they were pushing for DeAndre Jordan because they're friends with him. Yeah. And that's when, I mean, if you look into it, you realize how the Knicks fucked up because they I had mean, DeAndre. It's, it's the Knicks. I mean, yeah. It's, you can just go into their, you know, cycle of mishaps. The Knicks haven't won a title in 50, 40 72 so it's not even about winning a title it's about the fact that they're absolutely atrocious yeah yeah it's the culture and, of yeah it's, it's not about the team i think it's more about i mean the back room we know it's terrible i mean it's james dolan he just yeah. wants to sell his jazz records he cares more about it's not even a, i mean it's it's a joke but it's not he legitimately wants to sell his jazz records more than yeah. he wants to win basketball games. Yeah. So you're never gonna, you know, you're never gonna do anything with that. That's just how it's gonna be. Does Spike Lee thing happen this season? Which Spike Lee thing? But he was, I mean, he was told not to enter. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a series of poor decisions by a man who doesn't actually care about basketball. He does not give a shit. So. But yeah, the Knicks, I don't know how, how did we get onto the Knicks? But yeah, they're not great. They need yeah, again we were talking about Brooklyn, so Knicks lost out again. 
they have lost out on everything. But... They've lost out on every player but Carmelo in the last 20 years. And Carmelo is as great as he is. That team with Phil Jackson just de- it just never worked, right? No, because there was no team there. <laughs> there, was there, was, there was there was Carmelo and Exactly. No one can like I can't even remember who was on that team. Yeah. So you know, that's all it was. True, man, very true. So yeah, the Brooklyn Nets got Kyrie and Durant. They they have Spencer Denvery. They have good players in that team. Yeah. But Again, they they knew that they were not going to get KD for the season. And Kyrie picked up an injury again, which I think is a bigger talking point than uh, KD because KD's going to return. And we, we know he's going to, in a few games, he'll find his form. He'll be he'll be back to being KD. But then you talk about Kyrie, who is, who's been injured a lot now. Yeah. Especially in the recent, uh, recent few seasons. And... I think you've got to you got to think because if there's another injury on you know soon, then where does this team go? Because they've got two, I mean, on two assets on super high wages, and if they can't keep fit, then this team could be in trouble. Yeah, definitely. But again, I, mean, I think yeah, that, that's a, a very pessimistic take. But yeah, 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 it's it's a you know the Nets are building for the future. Yeah. And they're they're investing a lot in two players who have injury problems. So it's it could it could end up very bad for them. But I, I don't think Justin, it will. Because yeah, I actually love Kevin Durant. He, he probably is one of my favorite players in the league. Yeah, I mean, Tim he's top best, he's top two, top three. Yeah, he's best so dribbler good. of all time. Best dribbler to ever exist. What? Yeah, scratch the of all time. Kevin Durant. No, Kyrie. Right, I said Kevin Durant. Oh. <laughs> okay. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, Kyrie Irving is so smooth with his dribbling. I, yeah. I mean, in his debut, remember that one? I think that was his debut where he fell down, he got up, took the ball, oh, took yeah. the shot, but missed. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's he's incredible. Yeah. But yeah, Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant is one of my most fun players to watch because the dude just he can shoot. He's he's so agile for a person of his size, and he can move like anyone, and he can defend. He can do everything, man. What, what yeah. can he do? I mean, looking back, how unfair was that Warriors team? <laughs> yeah, people give that team a lot of shit. I mean, they were they were insane. I mean, just yeah. just enjoy the football. Just enjoy the football, the basketball. Just yeah, enjoy the well, sports. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Then we can uh, talk about Clippers because they yeah. are such a fun team to talk about. Yep. They another disaster of a season for the Clippers, as always. <laughs> it's just what it is. Oh, the man. Clippers are the Clippers. That's the way it is. It's the way it always will be. Every sport has their clippers. And who's that in football? Uh, which football, sir? The good one. What what you people call soccer, you know? Oh, right, right. I mean, you know, I guess you, you got me talking. Talk out of my, okay, yeah, fair. 
Right. The, 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 <laughs> we're going to compare a team. The answer is Manchester City. We're going to compare. No, it's not. It's of course Arsenal. it is. No, it's Manchester City. They have not won the Champions League. And that's their thing. They always fumble. Right, they, right, have the, right. they, have, they have an insane team and they fumble. Arsenal right. have, have a shit team and they don't win. So. Yeah, that is, that is fair. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's really off topic. But yeah, the Clippers. Oh man, like Steve Ballmer was so happy. You remember when he was introducing <laughs> Paul George and Kawhi? And I mean, see, yeah, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Uh, we, I mean, that's allegedly, 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 right? Yes, I would like I'm, to say allegedly. I'm out of this. I have no say in that. But <laughs> yeah, I think Kawhi, as a Spurs fan. And I think everyone knows he is incredible. Yeah. He is probably the most well-rounded player in the league. However, among them, yes. Yeah, yeah, but he is not a leader, and I mean not a vocal leader. I mean, and then you have someone like Paul George join, who is. I would say he has seen better days. And again, this season, the entire season, they were, I mean, players were injured, load management, whatnot, and they barely played like any games together as, as a full team. Like, only like a third of the season was a full Clippers team. And they obviously have problems. I don't think they gel at all, in my opinion. Yeah. They, um, it's, I don't know. It's just, yeah, that's, that's the biggest issue. They're just, yeah. play, just good players who are playing together. Like at least, you know, when you look at the, the older Clipper teams, you were Chris Paul and Blake Griffins. Lob City, man. There was a, yeah, there was like a cohesion there. Yeah. Um, and nowadays it's just, we'll see. I mean, we, we've given them one season, but they're already talking about shopping. Paul George, so as they should. Who knows what could happen? You know, Paul George yeah. to Miami, Paul George to New uh, New Orleans. You know, so who knows? New Orleans would be a good fit for them because he's young. I mean, he's not young, but the team around him is young, so he could be. Yeah, the, he could be the guy to take that team on. I think he needs to be that guy. I think him and Kawhi never seemed like a good fit. Yeah. It's... Both are elite defenders, but yeah, yeah. And then we talk about—I mean, many many trades happen, but I think we're just going to talk about the major teams and what they went through. So let's talk about the Lakers now, which obviously we'll talk more about them uh, down the podcast as the podcast goes on because we know that they're going to win the championship. Spoiler yeah. alert: if if you didn't know, but they do go on to win the championship. But they made so many signings. They got yeah. so many players in. And it seemed so odd when they were happening because, okay, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee. Yeah, DeMarcus uh, Cousins. Rondo. We forget, we forget about that for the, the month. DeMarcus Cousins, yeah. yeah. Okay, one it, second. It, DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> He's such a good player. Uh, in New yeah. Orleans, he was amazing. I mean, New Orleans, he was good. Sacramento, he was good. But then, I remember when he became the warrior, and he had the video where he's like, 
bada bing bada boom and he says i'm the i'm a warrior and people are like oh my god this team just like solved their problem yeah and then injuries I mean, on injuries yeah. upon injuries it's tough man Tough man, tough game. I, man. I think Demarcus is in that category of a. He's not up there with your Mellows and your Iversons, but he's Whoa. in that category. Of, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I, I'm talking about a, a, in terms of a what if, right? You know, in terms of a. Yeah, I mean. I mean, the highest on that what if scale is who for you, D Rose? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think D Rose could have been. You know, the best player in the world. Uh, among he, them, he was. He was. Yeah. He was at that. At one point, he was. So. People, people have people give give that 2011 MVP. 2011. People give people give that MVP uh, a lot of shit, but um, it was deserved. He was amazing. He was. He was incredible. Yeah. He. But yeah. He was you were talking absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, definitely. You were talking about Demarcus Cousins. I'm sorry for moving the topic on. Oh no, it's fine. But um, yeah. So yeah, Demarcus Cousins. Uh, they signed so many players. You you, you sent over the list. Like, yeah, what, what they signed players? fourteen players. Right. Including Troy Daniels, Jared Dudley, Quinn Cook, Cousins, Danny Green. Who, you know, that worked so, out well. He is Avery. really good. Let's let's not let's not say that because he's really good. He was very good for Spurs. He he's a dead eye. But I think that I was faltering in in the that eye is that eye is one way of putting it. We <laughs> um, had yeah, Dwight, Markeith Morris, Dion Waiters, J.R. Smith, and there's many more in terms yeah. of the re- re- revolving door of players in and out of the Lakers mm-hmm. for one season. And just odd signings, and none of them felt like they would fit at all. Yeah, it if you look at that list. It is a fucking recipe for disaster. <laughs> right? DeMarcus like, Cousins, Dwight Howard, Dion, Dion Waiters. J- a team that signed Dion Waiters and J.R. Smith. Philly Cheese, And Dwight man. Howard. And somehow managed to win a title. That, that in itself <laughs> is incredible. Like, you know. It's like they wanted to be the biggest mess of all time. They wanted yeah, all the scandals for one season. Yeah. I think it was actually kind of smart because... You take pressure off LeBron in a way in all these signings that you make because the media the media is constantly after this this instant story. This oh J.R. Smith to to Los Angeles. Here's a story about you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. they always sensationalize. Take the spotlight away from him for sure. So you're yeah, you're constantly changing the spotlights of these these new signings, these controversial in quotes signings. And LeBron gets to kind of chill in the background with with ad and not be in the spotlight as much so i think it was kind of smart in that way um i'm not i'm not sure if they thought about it that way but in hindsight (laughs) in hindsight it it was smart in that way i mean they're they're being led by genie bus and rob palenka i I don't think a lot of thought went into that yeah i'm I'm not a fan of rob palenka really yeah i am of course you are. I I, I I have no... What was the executive of the year? This. No uh, idea. Was it him? No, no it wasn't. That was that was the problem. What do you uh, mean that was a problem? It shouldn't be him. Why? I mean, 
Have you seen that team? Was, I mean, it was Lawrence, the executive. It was, it was it was the Clippers ex- executive. Oh yeah, clearly that that's your winner. I mean, in reality, it's Pat Riley, but that's Pat Riley. Def, that's definitely after the, the that's this is a whole other discussion in which yeah. NBA <laughs> awards should be given after the playoffs. Definitely, that's Amen. a whole other discussion. Because yeah, you know. because it's gonna come back when we talk about the Bucks. Because yeah, but yeah, the Lakers signed a lot of players, which ne- which I had thought would never fit well, fit well, fit well. And I mean, look at some of those players. They're like direct, uh, like adversaries that have been burned by LeBron, or LeBron has been burned by. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was like, what's happening here? I doubt there's much synergy there. But when the team played, it was like. You could see that some of these players are playing knowing that this is probably their chance at another ring, you know? Yeah, definitely. And when you and when you play with that mindset, you just play better. I think I think the biggest example of that is Dwight Howard. He yeah. had to be a role player which he like didn't want to be and that was maybe the the reason for his decline at one point that he yeah. never wanted to be a, just any part of the team. He definitely he definitely understood that this this season. I think definitely, because there was that story that came out in which they, the the, the higher ups and the Lakers told him, "This is your, this is it. If you, if you fuck this up, you're released." And you know, you're done. You're I think done. he knew that that was his last chance, and, and, and that team could win. He knew that this team is gonna win if he does his job as. A mentor, helping helping players, or being that role player who can come on and make that change, and and yeah. he played his role well, man. Yeah, definitely. And again, there's another discussion we can go into here where he had the video after winning the championship where he's crying and he's saying, "Don't give up on your dreams," which I love that video. Yeah. But then you hear yeah. Shaq talking about it and bad mouthing it, saying that you didn't okay. do anything. So here's the thing with Shaq. Here's, <laughs> here's another. Thing. He's going to no, say no, no, he's no. the most overrated he, commentator ever. No, no, no. Well, I mean, I, I actually think his commentary is, is decent. But Shaq and, Dwi- Shaq and Dwight have always had beef because when but, Dwight yeah, was in yeah. Orlando, Dwight said, I am not going to pull a Shaq on you. He said, I am not going to be the next Shaq. I'm not going to leave you like Shaq did. And right. Shaq took that personally to steal the MJ meme. Um, he takes everything personally. It's yeah, like- yeah, that's the thing. Like Shaq, Shaq is like very reactive. It's it's very it's very odd that Shaq can look back at his time with the Magic and not think. I don't know. Like Dwight says, "I'm not gonna Shaq you." And did you understand what I'm saying? Like, how does? How does Shaq look back at that and not think, "Oh no, I did the magic right. I didn't. I didn't wrong them at all. I didn't." You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just it's it's weird how Shaq's mind works. I guess is what I'm saying. I mean, he was. He's. I'm pretty sure he's still angry about not winning the MVP against Steve Nash. Yeah, he's just. Fine. I like. I like that about him. He. He. he, he I like that. I mean, yeah. You know. You can't take that. But yeah, again, the Shaq has had way too many <laughs> rivalries in his career. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, makes sense. But to be fair, they have led to amazing moments, such as Kobe "Tell Me How My Ass Tastes," which is an actual rap lyric from Shaq. Let's <laughs> never forget that ever. Was that in a bar somewhere? Where yes. Was it? 
That was um uh I have no idea where it was, but yeah. that video I remember being in school and just <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Good so times. The, good times, man. It's cool. So Lakers again signed a lot of players, seemed like a mess, but played really well in the season. Obviously Anthony Davis and LeBron clicked incredibly well together very quickly. Mm-hmm. They did trade away like their core of the team. They did trade away, not core, the young, the youth core. I'd say, they gave away Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and it just and Josh Hart, and it felt like maybe they gave up too much. And well, well, that, they didn't. that's because, what that's what so. comes with a LeBron signing. When you sign LeBron, you are basically telling your entire team you're on you're guard. all expendable. Every yeah, one yeah. of you is yeah. expendable because we now have LeBron. And that's just how it is. And that's what comes with signing LeBron. Come, what comes with LeBron is championships. Um, you know, all this. But what also comes with LeBron is, is that aspect of the, the team-gutting aspect. So, yeah, that, that's something that happened. The Lakers played really well. And... I think there's more to talk about what happened in the season. It was an interesting season. We had great moments. We we saw teams play well, and we saw teams, well, underperform. But I think one team that you can't really blame for their standing in the league would be the Golden State Warriors. Because after winning for so long, they had an incredible team. And in the, in the series against uh, Toronto... Injuries just came one after the other, yeah, and yeah. and then when the season started, uh, Curry picked up an injury, so yeah. you are now at a point where you have lost three of your best guys. Yeah. You have Draymond and leading the team. You do what you should do. You go into full tank mode. You just tank at that point. What's the point? Pro- what's the point of winning at that point? I get it. I get it. I- I'll never promote or you know condone. Tanking, but I guess it makes I sense. I will. I will be the pro tanking part of this podcast, in which yeah. tank tank your fucking ass off if you have to, because going as the Rockets did, I watched the Rockets win forty two games a year for about four years in a row, and you know where that got us? Nowhere. We were the eighth seed in the playoffs. We were eliminated in the first round, maybe the second, four to five years in a row. We got nowhere. So. Right. You know, you just go tank mode, and now they have the number two pick. They have a healthy Curry and the number two pick, and maybe a Lamelo or a player of, of, you know, a future player. So Anthony Edwards probably. Yeah, yeah, most likely. So you know, I'm an av- I'm not an advocate of tanking, but I- I'm saying if makes sense to you. Yeah, yeah. Because what's the best case scenario for the Warriors last year? They they finished twelfth instead of fifteenth. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I get it. But, yeah, we'll see a completely new team next season because Durant is gone. We'll see the two shooters back. We'll see a new rookie next to them. Andrew Viggins is in that team. I don't know what he does. But they need a setter, man. What are you saying? They need a setter right now. Well, um, most uh, most mock drafts have them going after Danny... Avija, that seems to be the consensus pick for the Warriors. It was a small forward, so makes sense. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
you know. They have their uh, they have their back court sorted, so yeah, they do need a front court. So that's that makes sense. Then the Warriors, we'll see them back on form. I'm pretty sure. And actually, I want to see them back. I want to see Curry play back. I actually like Curry. You know that. So, again, that team could play well, but they need to draft really well, I think. Yeah. This this draft is really important to them. Yeah. And this draft is also tough because you got a lot of players who, because of the coronavirus, because of college, you, you had no NCAA tournament, you had no end of the season. These players haven't played we haven't got to see a resume from a lot of these players, right? Which is why you have so many, um, you know, like it's stabs it's, stabs in the dark. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Anthony Edwards, Lamelo Ball, Killian Hayes. You have these prospects, but I don't. I think this is this is a tough draft, man. For for it's whoever, for sure. Yeah, I I don't envy any of those executives in the top ten because. It's you're throwing, you're throwing shit in the fucking dark at this point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But then, uh, the Warriors, you expected right. them to, you know, have an off season. This was maybe they they rebuild from next time. Yeah. Then we can talk about, huh? I think we can talk about Dallas because I think Dallas is such a fascinating team. Definitely, they are the media darlings. I would say. Yeah, for sure. And it makes sense because they have yeah. Christos Porzingis, who everyone loves, and they have the poster boy. They have yeah. Luka Doncic, who is a phenomenal player. There yeah. is no L- doubting his absolutely ability. incredible. Definitely, yeah. The, the, the Mavericks that, averaged 116 points a game. Wow, or 116 points per 100 possessions, which is the wow. highest by far in NBA history. It's really, like, yeah. So. Wow. So yeah, um, yeah. But the, but the problem is clearly the fact that they are not great defenders. If you have a shooting team against them, you you will out you, you will outscore them, mm. and especially in the crunch time, we have seen them crumble over and over. Yeah. So the how holds the plug? I I think they do need defenders. They are going for Giannis apparently. They're clearing space for him. Yeah, you can never tell with uh, Mark Cuban because... I love Mark Cuban. Yeah, I do too. I'm a huge fan, you know, despite being... We are the, we are fans of the rival of this team, but, you know, we, we yeah. can still... We're not so fucking... I'm in San Antonio and Houston, so... Yeah, like, we're not so biased that we yeah. can... That we just, like, throw the... the you know that's that's absurd to to, to mm. do, because yeah, you you, really good. you look at the trades that he's pulled off. The Porzingis trade in itself is incredible. He got Definitely. Tim Hardaway Jr. as a throwaway in that trade, and he he's amazing. He's very good. So so yeah, I mean the the things Cuban does is if if an executive can be underrated, I guess Cuban almost kind of is. Um, despite mm-hmm. his his missing of players like Dwight and DeAndre Jordan and you know so I don't know I think recently he's redeemed himself from yeah. from those from, uh, those days definitely for sure man 
I, I like Mark Cuban and I like the Dallas team. As I said, if they do well in the market, my prediction was that they would make it to the conference finals, if not ahead, like further ahead. You know, they can't yeah, do that. I think that's a that's a very safe pick for. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They're they're really good, man. Then, I think there there's not a lot to talk about in the regular season. For me, because I don't remember a lot of it because it's been so long. Yeah, yeah, it's like like we said earlier. This is this isn't it's your been a normal, long season. Yeah, this isn't your normal season. I mean, it's almost two separate seasons: the the season and then the bubble. Yeah, you know. What moments do you remember? Remember because like the few moments that come to my mind was the fifty point game that D Rose had, you know, against the Utah Jazz. Oh yeah, that was that was incredible. Just I mean, watching it. Yeah. I'm a D Rose no. stan. I'm a. I might be a little biased toward my love of, of Derrick Rose, but that that was an absolutely amazing moment. Um, it was. There's. I. I don't think anyone would disagree with you because yeah. of what it meant to him, what it meant to the fans. Yeah. It just showed. You know, it was, it was like a, true was, emotion on there. Yeah, it was a guy showing that he can still do it, and and proving it on a on a national stage. You know. Is, apparently, apparently, the Lakers are in for him. So. Yeah. So, I, I mean, mean at this I would point, love to see him get a ring, you know. Yeah, at this point, just go get your bag. Um, go yeah. get that ring, man. I want to. I want to see him with a championship. I'm more of a bag man than a championship man. I'm aware because we will talk about one person who personifies that as as we go on. Yes, we will. Yeah. So, and again, we saw moments like, if you if you're gonna be a little. You know, on the humorous side, we will see moments like uh, Ben Simmons hitting his three, which right, everyone right. is celebrated for. <laughs> and then you see stuff like the cat moment where cat is about to take the uh, take the free throw. Chris Paul <laughs> points out. I don't know who checked in. Someone checked in and he pointed out that his uh, shirt was untucked. His jersey was untucked. Such a such a snitch. <laughs> I Just love it. Ridiculous. I mean, I love Chris Paul. I like it to an extent, but like, I mean, it's come sh- on. It's shithousery. Like, I mean, he, like he, he won the game for his team. That's how you win games. I like it in that aspect yeah. of a, you know, it, it is a, you know, but it's just a little, it's, you know, yeah. it's a little bit of a bitch way to, to win a game. It's, uh, you know. I like it. Because the I mean, same people who, who will take down a James Harden for his abuse in quotes of the rules. We'll celebrate that. We'll I mean, celebrate what Chris Paul did. There's a clear did. difference. There's a, there's a clear difference. I, I mean, I don't think there is. I think um, one is breaking the rules. I he's not. He that's the thing. He's not breaking them though. He I is. Mean, uh, if you've seen him clearly travel at so no, many it's times, not. There's so many. That that's not even true. We've seen referee evidence. We've seen explanation after explanation of how what James Harden does is not traveling. Lord, we have had but, this conversation so many times. Yeah, because it's 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 a conversation that people don't listen to. I just don't like watching James Harden play. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I get that from an outsider perspective. Yeah. But, um, you know. It's people, not fun to watch the Rockets play. It's just not I, fun. I don't know. I... I I watch I watch in Houston on the local network, and we got Bill Worrell and Clyde Drexler saying nonsense. 
<laughs> if you're not from Houston, you don't understand. Like, Clyde Drexler spits absolute nonsense. And it's, it's horrible he? to watch. He's not even, he's 60s, you know what I mean? Right. Retired I mean, 20 he, years ago. So he, he looked 40 when he was playing. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the nonsense that man spouts, it's wonderful to watch. So it's, it's tough for me to say they're boring because I at least have an entertaining time watching them. It's, it's you know, it's to me, it's no offense to you, but okay, boring, boring NBA is the oh, 2009 through like 2000, the 2009 through, through pre Kawhi Spurs, that era. Is you, among the worst, it's you among the worst basketball I've ever seen in my life. Do you have no appreciation for the game? Uh, no. The ball if, movement. If, if if it takes appreciation to respect that boring garbage, then I do not have any appreciation. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I'm not even going to give you the time of the day on that topic. Oh, I you don't, don't have to. But, yeah, um, but yeah, it's... um, Boy, just... Just awful. Your team literally gets the ball, shoots it. Yeah. We're just wet all day, baby. No, it's not. That's I mean, what mostly. Lost. <laughs> Come on. There was one. Okay. It went bad one time. All right. It went really bad one time, and we missed 27 in a row. We're not going to talk about that, though, <laughs> because that, that, was, that was the one time. That, that, that's almost, it was almost impressive. To be honest, um, us missing that pre-team then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually miss. rooting for us to miss more because of how impressive it was. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was, uh, I, I was just like, keep missing because you know I'm very happy right now. Do I hold secret resentment? And is it boiling inside of me right now? No, <laughs> no, it's not. Oh man, oh man, good times, good times, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many missed shots. I was like, what's going on? 27 in a row. <laughs> how, how does a team that that mm. shoots in the almost 50% from the from 50% from the floor, 40, 40% from three, miss 27 in a row? In game seven, in which you have a lead against the best team to ever exist. That's what we did. Fun, right? I mean, Chris Paul is crude, you <laughs> It's the equivalent of it is the equivalent of a a Bayern Munich playing a oh, Barcelona no. and Barcelona literally misses an open net like eighteen times in a row. Like that's what the equivalent is here. It's not. It's it's not at all. You can't comp- I mean the volume is incorrect. The you volume haven't... let's not say eighteen. That's times an eight. Row, that's like an eight. eight. Yeah, yeah, eight, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that that's a better comparison. But yeah. That's it's it's absurd. Lot. It's you know yeah it's it's and it's not just like you know garbage taking these shots it's it's your Messi's of the world taking these shots your Hardens. Did you just compare Messi to Harden? Did that just happen? Uh, in terms of volume of scoring, I would say they're equal in their sport. That's the that's the most absurd thing I've ever fucking said in my life. Wow, wow! <laughs> I mean, you made, just up made some random bullshit. I just made the most hot and simultaneously awful take anyone's ever made. And, You're just um, skip Bayless on this podcast. <laughs> that was, but there is truth in what I said, in a way, in terms of no, volume. No, there isn't. You just compared Messi in terms of volume to no, James in terms Harden. Of, 
in terms of amount of in terms of efficiency, yeah. We're not talking about greatness here. We're, we're talking about one stat, which is putting the ball in the net. And I think you can compare a Messi and a Harden. You can compare a Christian uh, a CR7 to a Curry. I can, and that I can compare way. Spud Webb to Messi in terms of height. That doesn't mean anything. No, 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 because height is an important – like height is a is – a, is a, we're talking about scoring here. That's the object of the game. It's to score the ball. I'm right. talking on a, on a base level of, of right. putting the ball in the net. You can compare them to on the level of greatness. You can say whatever you want to, I mean, equate those two, but there is some comparison. But okay, I, I, I can see what you're trying to say. Okay, that, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the best I'll give you. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, looking at, I'm talking about it from a, a almost robotic sense, like a yeah. man puts ball in net. That's, you know. It's not a more caveman to me, but. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then I think, I'm just going to the NBA standings and think about what we can talk about that isn't already a major talking point in the playoffs. Um, Hawks. I like the Hawks. They have Trey Young. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Hunt, uh, Hunter is really good for them. He, he can only do so much, I think. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. I think that team can become something better. There's there the building blocks there, but I don't know if they have the resources to pull it off. Yeah, at, I at mean, they, they did essentially steal Clint Capella from us with the and he terrible, got injured, so. terrible trade that Daryl Morey made and then just left. But he got injured, so. I mean, yeah, yeah. Daryl Morey making two terrible trades for the Rockets and then just fucking jetting. Goodbye. I, I mean, he has given so much to Houston, so let's not just you know, give, him, give him some respect. Give him some respect. Come on. Yeah, I will. In the, I will in the future. He yeah. is a um, he is a Eden Hazard for me. Give me a year, and I will respect him again. You respect him. You respect Eden Hazard now. Yeah, because I see what he did for us in retrospect. <laughs> what a weird time to respect him after he's had a terrible season. Well, yeah, that's why I see what he did for us because I'm I'm seeing what he's not doing. It's one of those things where I now see what I missed because I'm seeing how bad he is. That He's I'm not bad. He was. Well, you know what I, you know, you know, you know what I mean though. Like, like, yeah. I watch what I watch now, and I'm like, damn, he was good for us. Damn, that was fun to watch. I mean, he got Remember injured that? a lot, and then he's yeah. just he's just finding his place now. But the thing is, his work ethic is really is not great because he he's like he's come back overweight twice, twice yeah. maybe, and that's insane. I mean. You I mean, know? care more or care more. Boys got to eat. But yeah, I mean, this is not a football podcast because I, I do watch football a lot more than I watch basketball because just just on the sole basis of timings because yeah. so I have to basically watch most of the games in retrospect in the morning. So yeah. it's tough for me. But yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do my, my best. I'm trying to learn. My knowledge here. of football comes from FIFA 2002 featuring Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. So... That's all I know about football. So. <laughs> I literally am a supporter of the team I support because I saw this this man on the video game and said, I like him. I now support Chelsea. So just, just to give a base level of where my soccer fandom comes from. Soccer just, fandom. Yeah. Don't call it soccer. Just call it 
It's called football, man. I mean, it's I, I I typically do call it football, but you know, I feel like it's not ridiculous to call it soccer. Yeah, yeah, whatever, sir. But I mean, then we, we do have major league soccer in this country, which is a very underrated league, I will say. It's it's uh, really. Are you gonna say that? I'm yes. Gonna, it's, really. It's, yes, I will. I think the one moment I saw from, I mean, this has just gone completely yeah, off the rails. Yeah, we completely gone off, but yeah. But yeah, I think the one moment was when Wayne Rooney, I think it was the last few, last minute of the game, and DC United got a corner, ball came in, it, it was cleared, So now, and the goalkeeper was ahead as well. So, you know, the, the counter is on, and there's no one in the net. Wayne Rooney tracks back. Gets the ball, makes it like make a last ditch tackle. Gets the ball, crosses it from so far away, right under the head of the striker, and he hits it. And it's a goal. And I was like, yeah. Jesus Christ! That was that's one of the best plays I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the league is okay. It's not great. You, you can't. I mean, I've seen some terrible misses in that league. I mean, to be fair, we we, we watched Ryan Sterling and fucking Bobby Yang do the same thing. So, you know. Hey, we're going to move on from football. We're going to come back to basketball. But, Hot take yeah. machine over here. <laughs> Aubameyang and Raheem Sterling, you're not as good as some of the MLS players. Is what's being I would agree. You said it, not me. Yeah. Uh, and then I would like to bring up Bradley Beal and his performance for uh, the Wizards. I think he plays incredibly well. Do you think he has a higher ceiling, though? Um, I would say yes. Um, right. It's it's gonna, you know, does he need to get out of Washington? Maybe, you know. Maybe. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. It's odd. It's, it's, He's in a tough spot, man. The team around yeah, him yeah. isn't great. You know? Yeah, it's 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 rare to see these. It's, he's almost in like a Reggie Miller kind of situation, a Reggie Miller Indiana situation, in which. Okay. I'm not, compa- I'm not comparing, yeah, 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 yeah. comparing yeah, yeah. A, a man on a team, you know, drafted to the team, plays on the team, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And in, in that sort of way is the way I'm comparing them. I um, guess so. It's a tough spot to, for him to be in there. Yeah, yeah. Because if you demand a trade, suddenly you're, you're hated by your entire fan base. Yeah. But if you don't demand a trade, you're stuck in Washington for who knows how long with who knows who. John Wall is coming back, so yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, it's 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 like it's tough for guys like that. I think there's a bunch of people like that in the league. I think yeah, I think Kimball, I think Kimball was one of those guys. Charlie, and luckily yeah. he was able to get out of. No offense to small market teams, but it's just the way it is, man. Like they have to. All they can hope for is building talent. You know, I mean, That's all they can hope for. Small market, like it's just the way. It, look at the last thirty years. That's just the way it is. I mean, yeah, you know, or unless you're gonna consider Dallas a small market team, no small market team has done anything of of note, and it I, it shouldn't be that way. But yeah. it's just unfortunately the way it is. Right, and I think the one the one last team I would like to talk about before we get into. Uh, the bubble and the playoffs and all that, right? Yeah. Um, two teams, actually. One would be the 76ers, right, which right. is 
a hot topic because of the moves they're making in terms of their of their you know of their staffing. They do have a new coach in Doc Rivers, right. and they have a new GM. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's confirmed, but I'm pretty sure it's gonna be soon, and that's Daryl Morey, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's been confirmed. At least right. for the most part. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, I mean, it's it's mostly been confirmed. Yeah. But here's the thing: trust the process. Yeah, that's. A I have I have never trusted the trusted the process. I do not like the team. I am not yeah. a big fan of Ben Simmons. I am not a big fan of Joel Embiid. I love those two guys. They, I mean, I think they're good, but I don't think they can do more than the people who are winning. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if that makes sense. But I, sure. think, I think there are teams out there with better personnel. I mean, a lo- many teams with better personnel. Yeah. And I think that their moment was the Toronto series, game seven, that shot doesn't go in, you go in extra time, and you probably win the game. Yeah. But that didn't happen. So now they're stuck in limbo. Coaches are coming in that would require more shooting. Yeah. Which I think would probably be a big issue for Mr. Simmons. Oh, yeah. And Joel Embiid, I think he's great, but I don't think, I think there are better options out there. So yeah. I do not, I'm not a big fan of the 76ers. What do you think? Um, I mean, I think that they started off the process, right, with a young Joel Embiid and a young Ben Simmons. And now the process has developed into a max contract Joel Embiid and a max <laughs> contract Ben Simmons and nothing else. So you, you, you now have middle-aged, like, you know, mid-range versions of these two players who are now being paid way more and you've achieved nothing else besides that. Right. Um, I think the process failed. In every way that it could, I think um, that was harsher than I, th- I thought. I'll be the harsh one, and then you just came in with like slob. Well, no, because the the process completely failed. Um, I, I don't even think you can argue that it didn't. Right. Because you you look at that team: Simmons, Redick, Butler, Harris, and Embiid. That's a fucking great team. Right. And they, they do nothing with it. They squander it completely. They get rid of one of the guys and, and Jimmy Butler, and he ends up making the finals. And without injuries, who knows? Maybe he wins the finals. Um, but, yeah, so it's just, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I, let's see how they do under the, new, um, under the new management, I guess. I think they can do well. I don't know because I think what comes with Doc Rivers now, and I think the way this team is gonna operate soon, even if they do make big moves, I yeah. think it's it's gonna be more of a Clippers esque story, if that makes sense. I think right, we're gonna see yeah. this team either, you know, do a little better than they have done, you know, so far, or if they do trade, I think the situation will be similar to. You get players that aren't cohesive enough, and then you again have a situation where you don't do a lot. You also don't give them time to become cohesive. 
that's that's what se- it seems to be such a revolving door in Philly that you 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 know yeah it's just like what are you Covington in Covington out you're Al Horford and uh, Horford out you know Tobias Harrison and Tw- <laughs> Jimmy yeah. Butler and G- like it's just like how how is this how are you supposed to have any cohesion whatsoever true when it's very, just very it's constantly changing and also the they drafted Markel Fultz over Jason Tatum so. That was, I mean, Markel Fultz was really good, but then the injury happened. He can't really yeah. shoot. But again, that's the thing. He can't shoot. Well. Yeah. Uh, but, but now, again, also... he, he's had a great season with um, Orlando. So I think there is... Yeah. Like, now we can see him get becoming his own player. So let's see yeah. what happens with him. But yeah. as you just said, he had a great season for Orlando, not for the team that drafted him and got almost nothing in return. Yeah. That's the problem with 76ers. They do... Yeah. They don't keep their players. Yeah. And, yeah, let's see what happens with them, man. I, I hope they do well because we, we we do want to see them do well. Yeah. Then I think the one last topic I want to cover up is the rookies because right, right. this season has been great for the rookies, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. So let's talk about someone like Jean Moran, Rookie of the Year. Yeah, amazing. Like, just incredible, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely he, incredible. He he's already a leader of that team. Yeah, and yeah, that dunk on Aaron Baines, man. I mean, right, just yeah. insane, right? And yeah, I think he does need something more in that team. You know what? I I hate saying this, but I think he should already look for for a move away. You know? Yeah, that's the it's. It, I, I do feel bad. About, I do. That's why I don't want to say it. But it's it's just you know, this isn't this isn't like even like it's the same teams every year, man. It's the Lakers, it's the Celtics, it's the Pistons, it's you know, it's the Bulls. It's Milwaukee isn't winning a championship. Like I'm sorry, there's not. I, I know that that's a hot take or whatever you want to say, but. There's plenty of evidence that shows that these 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 smaller market teams that they 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 can't draw in what they need, and it sucks. But that's just how it is. Yeah, man, it's tough. It's tough. I do like, I do like some. I do like the rookies that have played this season because. Tyler Hero, you have Kendrick Nunn, you have Zion Williamson, you have just a lot of players that are really good. You have Michael Porter Jr., who to be uh, fair, we'll talk about. Uh, you had uh, uh, Brandon Clark as well. Brandon on, Clark, on, yeah, on, uh, on on Memphis. So you had you know, Kobe uh, White that, for the Bulls. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Calvin Johnson, who I like him. I like I like yeah. I like him. I like Lonnie Walker. Uh, Demar is really good. Lamarcus, yeah. uh, you know, this team is uh, it, it's still rebuilding. You know, it, it'll yeah. take a few. I don't know, man. I don't know if there's another team that Pop can take. You know, right, is this right. it? I mean, I, I wonder. I don't want it to be. I want Pop to have one last run in the playoffs at least, man. Yeah, I think that it'd be tough because teams are getting I guess, better. Man. I guess there's your example of a small market team. But 
it's yeah. also not really a small one. It's it's more of a. We have... I mean, San Antonio is a shithole. That's it's a terrible place. But um, it's not like Charles Buckley there, but yeah. Oh, I mean, I've been there. The churro. It's, just, it's oh, it's just it's the worst place just on earth. But um, yeah. Um, not my not my take at all. I'm, I'm not gonna say that. It's the that's. That's not really a small market team bringing in big free agents, though. This is more of what I'm talking about. Right. That's a small market team hiring an amazing coach and drafting very well. Yeah. Uh, to put together the teams that Pop has had over these yeah. last 20 years. Sure, man. But I think, yeah, that's most of the things. I think we have spent a lot of time on the regular. We've seen a lot of teams do well that maybe we would not have expected. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, a fun regular season before 2020 started and chaos struck. Yeah. And, and I think the first thing that I think we do need to talk about is the passing of Kobe Bryant, which was, which yeah. hit everyone out of nowhere, it, right? It really did. It was, I mean, it's yeah. just, there's, as a, as a baseball fan, this seems to happen in baseball a lot. Your uh, Jose Fernandez, your players of that quality, dying way too young. But it, it's never been on a level like this. It's never been on a legit goat candidate passing mere seat, mere, mere years after his final season. You know, it's 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 crazy. It's um, yeah. it's, it's hard. It's hard to put into words. Like yeah, what. Man. What what Kobe meant to everyone, um, even if even if you were a Kobe hater, even if you were a you know, you know, I remember my friends used to always call the Lakers like pissing gold. You know, even if you were one of those people, it's it's still like it, it still affects you because you know Kobe was a big part of. It's Kobe, man. It's you know, Kobe transcended basketball. Oh, without a doubt. Right. I, I mean, in terms of in terms of a leader for the sport, in terms of a a representation of the sport in a person, there is nobody more else. Than, more than just a sport, man. He was just, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, represented the good I mean the qualities we should have as people, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That definitely. spirit that he had, the lessons yeah. he taught. And for me, the one takeaway I will always have from Kobe Bryant would be the number of lives he has affected quite yeah. directly, right? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Number of players, number of people, and what he meant to not just basketball, but and not just even sports, man, just bigger than that, what he meant to the world. Yeah. I think you can just tell that by the reaction to what happened. So, it just, it just, it was, it was, I was, I couldn't believe it when I heard yeah. it. I heard it at three in the morning and I was, I was shell-shocked. Yeah, and it was, it's. Yeah. I mean, I immediately broke down. I was like, I just couldn't believe what, what, I, what I was reading. It just, yeah. and again, when you find out that his daughter, Gigi, passed away as well, along with so many other people on board. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just so tough. Yeah, and yeah, it really is. It's, um... yeah, and 
It's tough. And I think the one 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 thing I'd like to say, I'd like to say is Dear Basketball, that video that he is that he made, the, the, the what he wrote there, what he said, yeah. the way the video just just depicts it. I mean, I'm getting choked up thinking about it because that yeah. video is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. That's Kobe yeah. right there. Like that that's him. He's it's, not trying to portray himself as anything more than what he is. And that is Kobe. And you would, I mean, if you didn't know Kobe, you would watch that and go, that just seems like a, a movie character. Like, that doesn't seem real. You know, that doesn't yeah. seem like the mentality of a, of a player. But that was Kobe, man. Yeah. Like, you always hear, like, for the, for the love of the game. You always hear that term. But That's him. I like, Kobe personified that, you know. Nobody personifies basketball like Kobe Bryant. I think even more than a Michael Jordan, a, a LeBron, whatever. In terms of you think basketball, you think Kobe Bryant. I agree. And as as a, and not even as like the NBA or you know whatever. As a sport, as a you think Kobe, like it's just the way it is. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's tragic. It is. Rest in peace to Kobe, his daughter Gigi, yeah. and everyone on board on on that. For sure. Yeah, on that terrible day, man. But yeah, I mean, it it hit the NBA world hard. We had the All Star events after that. If I'm not, if not, if I'm not incorrect. Yeah, it was uh, just after. Yeah, because we had the the tributes and the score line was. I think they had to have a different to twenty four or something to win. And that was. Uh, I, mean, I think there was the, some... the fourth quarter. The first three quarters were like almost individual games, and then right. the fourth quarter was the first of twenty-four. Right. I think that's the way that it worked. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't think it was first twenty-four. I think it was the team that's leading now. I, I think the team that was leading had an advantage going. Forward. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't remember the rules too clearly, but yeah, that was a fun game. Uh, it actually added more drama to the game. People were actually defending, and they were playing yeah. basketball. Yeah, which is nice to see in a all-star game. Yeah, uh, it, it was a fun game. I, I, it was a bit underwhelming that it ended on uh, a free throw, but yeah, yeah it, it, it was what it was. Um, I would just like to mention from that event. I know that you don't care, but I do. The dunk contest. I mean, it's and... not that I, I, I don't care. It's just that. I mean that's that's what you told me. I'm just I'm just saying, but and Aaron Gordon should have won that event. I I think that's just if you dunk over Taco Fall, you deserve to win that event. Yeah. I mean you can say he didn't clear him, whatever. I mean it's Taco Fall, man. I mean you clearly yeah. ta- what? Like what? I mean he should have won. Dwayne Wade got heat from it. And Gordon got a song out of it. <laughs> I mean, 9 out of 10, so. Fun stuff, but I, I do think he deserved it. Derek Jones Jr. won instead, who, again, had an incredible performance that night. But, yeah. I just wanted to say that because that really rubbed me the wrong way when I watched it live. And, mm-hmm. yeah, that happened. I just I just had fun watching it. Like, uh, in, in retrospect... Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it was an amazing dunk contest. It was. That 
you know, I think we've seen a, a, a couple poor ones before that. So it was, oh, yeah, it was yeah. a good one. There was there was terrible dunk contests for two or three years there, where it was just garbage over and over again. But the I mean the one before that the one before those two or three years was of course Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon putting on, in my opinion, the best dunk contest ever. Mm-hmm. I mean they just went at it. It was insane. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's, I just wanted to put that out there, you know. Um, mm. And then came, uh, of course, uh, COVID nineteen hit the world pandemic. Right. And what? And again, I think Rudy Gobert was one of the first major players to get it. Yeah. And he did the stupid, stupid thing where he touched the mics, and it was like, he didn't. I mean, yeah. Quite dumb. Of yeah. Him. It was. Donovan, Mitchell, a, Donovan Mitchell got it, and it was like that's it, a whole other conversation for my country in which we don't no one seems to understand here yeah you're, i mean i'm, I'm not going to comment on america on this podcast yeah, yeah 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 it's it's just a whole yeah it's tough yeah you know. and then and then what happened was immediately the league was stopped the league was suspended and i mean rightfully i mean i mean what what a move because you immediately stop cases from spreading you don't wait for the virus to you know take its you know real form that we saw it take soon after you know yeah yeah it's it was they were the one sport to actually do it correctly immediately first first of all they did it immediately yeah and Uh, yeah the the whole bubble as a concept was was brilliant um it was amazing how they put it together and how well they executed the whole thing that was incredible yeah it's yeah. You, Adam Silver, man. What like what is yo, he? Adam Silver, absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, amazing. I mean, if you, you want a new commissioner, a, he's the guy. You know, like he yeah. is the rightful new commissioner. I mean, you. I, I'm a baseball fan, and the World Series just ended. And during the yeah last game of the World Series, a player tested positive during the game. The, <laughs> That's the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life. How does that happen? Uh, you know. Yeah, it's a team so, must so, know. So, so yeah, it's it's when you look at the way the NBA NBA did things, it was it was incredible. It really was. For but, sure, man. For sure. Um, but yeah, I think one thing that we do need to mention that happened because of the stoppage was the retirement of Vince Carter. Yeah. After how many years? Um, was it 21? I think, I think 2021. I think that those are the two numbers in my head. Um, yeah. It must have been 20, it must have been 20, right? Uh, 22, actually. Wow. 1998. Wow. Yes. So he started playing around the time you were born, which is kind of insane. Right? I need to retire now, and we're podcasting about it. Yeah, How wild is life, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. What I a think player, though. He's absolutely incredible. Just, just, just a guy who loved playing basketball. Right. Um, uh, just a guy also who loved money. He loved, yeah, he loved money. He, yeah. he, but I don't think he loved money on like a. This is gonna hurt him level. I think he just. He wanted to play basketball. He's more. He of wanted a to play basketball. Because, yeah. For as much money as he possibly could. So that's yeah. the way he did it. Fair enough. He didn't. He didn't go after rings, which I think well, yeah. could have. I think that's a completely respectful thing, for, to you know. 
get the bag, as you say. Yeah, exactly. He's top twenty, and you know, I think he's like he finished his career twenty uh, second overall in points scored, which is incredible. So I mean, you know, amazing player, Hall of Famer for sure. Right. Let it up. Well, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. I like yeah. him. And again, when we talk about Vince Carter, there there's a dunk contest. The dunk over who in the Olympics? It was a Greece. I do know he was Greek. I'm sorry, I don't uh, remember his name. I should have looked well, it up. I don't think anybody remembers his name. But we uh, do know that he cleared this huge oh, guy. Cleared with this massive Greek man. Like, and he uh, didn't even realize at that point he was like just celebrating. Uh, Garnett yeah. came up to him and was like, "Yo!" And he was like, "Yeah, I, I dunked." And then he saw back and he's like, "I cleared a man." Yeah, Insane. it was a um, Frederick Weiss. It was actually a seven-two French center. Holy! I apologize shit. to all Greek people, but yes, he was a French center, seven foot two. Cleared him like it was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Mental man, like absolutely incredible. Yeah, and the dunk contest, incredible. Just, it's, yeah, what he did in that contest was incredible. And yeah, what a legacy! Just leaves behind yeah. uh, like one of the best like careers we could, like one could think about. I mean, regard regardless of the rings, but what he achieved like was amazing. Yeah, despite the injuries, being a you know making. Canadian basketball, what it is, you know? Yeah, him and him and T Mac making, you know, bringing the Raptors to relevance, making them exciting, yeah. and then doing the same thing in, in Orlando for a small time. Um, yeah, he was. I feel like everyone of, of my generation, that dunk contest meant so much to us. Watching that dunk contest as kids, it. I just remember, like, you know, you'd, you'd go to the pool and you have the basketball court set up and you'd be trying to do his dunks into the pool because obviously you can't do them on a real court. Right. But, like, that, that, it's, it was amazing. Just, I feel like that entire dunk contest is like burned into my head. I know every single dunk, I know every single line of commentary of Kenny Smith, who was amazing that night. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, home. it's just, yeah. It was all incredible. You got the you got Shaq out there with the video camera. It, it, that whole night was amazing. Right. Yeah. So while he didn't get championships, he did at least leave an excitement level that few players will ever reach. Um, True, with man. with with that dunk contest. Yeah. Just just what a career, and just he has left moments that everyone will cherish forever. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yep, and now we move on to the bubble. Yeah, which was everyone was concerned on how it would turn out. No fans. Will the cases work, like not increase? You know, will, yeah. will, 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 will it work? And it it worked brilliantly. It on the surface seemed you could argue make an argument that it wasn't the best of ideas going in. You know. Right. Like what? Yes. It's it's just a game. It's like this is a game. We don't need to. Basketball is a game invented by a, a PE teacher for six year olds. Like the, the the we don't need this right now. But in retrospect, 
you know, the, the 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 bubble was was brilliant. I mean, it was it was perfectly put on. It was their testing was clearly amazing. Their, I mean, it was it was amazing. You yeah. you compare it to other sports who just have no idea what they're doing. You watch the NFL right now. And it's just there's fans in the stands, and it's just like, what do you think is about to happen? Like, what, what, what what's your plan here? Like, uh, I, I just, yeah, we'll see, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I get what I get what you're trying to say. Um, yeah, but the playoffs, uh, not the playoffs, sorry, the bubble came back with how, I don't know how many teams. I think there were what? It was 10? twenty-two. Right, but there were like, how many teams from each side? Because I think there were. It Nine was, teams was, from uh, the east, yeah, and the rest are from the west. Yeah, thirteen from the west. Yeah, yeah, and because everyone in the west was, it was only the Warriors and the Kings. What about them? Well, in terms of teams that weren't invited from the west. No, I, I guess so. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but no, I, I'm pretty sure there were more. What? Does it make sense? I don't know. But either way, uh, the, <laughs> let's talk about the teams that were there because the Spurs were in there for, for some reason. I, I don't think they really stood a chance. But they played well, really the well. Way it, the way it worked was it was every team that right. had a possibility of making the playoffs. So even if right, the possibility right. was not, you know, you know the the... the 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 chance of the Spurs making the playoffs wasn't great, but they at least still had it, so it wouldn't be fair to not invite them. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow, the East was the East only had one team that wasn't already in the top eight. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, I mean, wow. you had the Wizards there, who I think won twenty five games throughout the whole season. So mm, yeah, yeah. The the East is always gonna be yeah average. Yeah. But yeah, then we did have the a bubble where it started off with first of all, remember Bobo just exploded, right? right? right. Yeah. So what a performance. He yeah, he that's we have this whole generation of these like freakish not like freakish in a bad way, but yeah. freakish in an athletic way. Yeah. Uh athletes, your your um your Antetokounmpo's, your Bowl Bowls, your players of that, your Taco Falls, these even Anthony Davis to an extent, these massive men who are also able to like move about and shoot. It's it's, they're all Hakeem Olajuwon, but they have, they're fast and it's, it's bizarre to like that. It's, I'm excited to see this, the future of these type of players. Definitely. There does seem to be a lot of them. Um, I'm telling you, man. Big men are going to be the next thing, man. Big men are going to come yeah, back to prevalence. I think, so. I think it's. I think it's all going to turn back around. I think yeah. it's because we we went through an era of like team ball, and then we went through an era of of your three points, your, of your of your, you know, we went through small ball, we went through perimeter shooting, and I think we're going to go back to a small ball kind of a mix of small ball with. A lot of emphasis in on the inside. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, a, a, a. Not, not so much small ball, but like um, inside scoring. This is more yeah. of what I meant there. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, uh, yeah. There you go. And he, I mean, they, he played really well. Then you had Spurs playing really well. I mean, yeah. they won. What did they win? Five out of eight games. Yes, five out, of, five out of eight. You had uh, Lamarcus and Demar. Demar, yeah. They played really uh, well. It's yeah. It's, they were um, twenty-two points average and twenty-four yeah. respectively. Twenty-two and twenty-four. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got Pop as your coach. You know, Pop's... He knows how to get a team playing, man. That's it. Yeah, I think, you know, Pop, is, again, Pop is amazing. Pop is... Yeah. I feel like I Pop was, is... Yeah. Um, uh, uh, watching him coach, it's like... Like, the the, the things he brings out of players... It's it's right. amazing. Like you, you, even like a Kawhi on that team, a Danny, a, 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 a Danny Green. You know, you're like Thiago Splitter. Like the the, the yeah. types of players mm-hmm. he he, yeah. he would he would make into almost like superstars. Um, was, he knows how to get the team playing, man. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, but I think what they what I saw this time uh, in at least in the bubble was the team was starting to shoot threes, which. Yeah. I don't think it's quite characteristic of a pop side, but I, I think, think pop saw how well people were going to be able to shoot in the bubble. Because yeah, because you, you have all these NBA players, and they're shooting, they're they're looking at the same wall, they're taking the same shot over and over and over again. There's no moving crowd behind them. There's no, you know, what I mean, the, the, there's yeah. way more chances to get hot. I think pop understood that. Definitely. Which is why he he came out shooting a lot more. Um, Definitely. Ultimately, he didn't make the playoffs, but <laughs> I mean, so when when a team like the Suns can go eight for, eight for zero and still yeah. not make the playoffs, you got Devin Booker out here Balling. shooting the lights off, thirty five yeah. and six, which is absurd numbers. Um, go eight and zero oh and not even make the playoffs. So, you know, yeah, the 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 rest was uh, tough. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about the way the NBA should be seeded in the playoffs. Nah. You know, should it just be 16 teams total, not just you know? You always have that talk. Yeah, it'll it'll be back. It'll be more even one day. Yeah, Somebody changes are coming. Some big star will go to the East, then it'll be you know. Just right now, it looks bad. Where the West is so much better, but it'll be. Look at the look at the nineties. Uh, it was all the East, you know. So. Yeah, give it time. I, I feel you. And then, yeah, I think I think these are the only teams that I think that I was mentioning that didn't really go through to the playoffs, right? Right, right. Yeah. So let's talk about the playoffs because this is where the fun starts. Mm. Some of the teams I do want to talk about. Let me start with. Uh, I don't know why I'm picking this team, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick it. The Celtics. Right, right, right. I like the Celtics. Uh, there was a time where I didn't, mm. but again, even with Kyrie, that was just a mess. Even he was injured back then, and now they do have a good core of players, right? Yeah, they have Marcus Smart, who I am a big fan of. Mm. They they have Jalen Brown, who is very good. Yeah, they have just Tatum. Tyson Tatum. They have Kemba, who's a leader, who can get the team organized. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Kemba's, you know, from from 
from the Bronx, just an amazing guy. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was actually listening to. Um, I, I'm going to shout out the Hoop Genius because right, right. he's a Celtics fan, and uh, I mean, go check his channel out. There's some amazing content on there. And he was asked, like, who would he want to see as a center? Because I think that's the one position that they need to fill. Mm. And he said Aaron Baines. And I was like, why not? Because, again, he had an incredible time in the bubble. And, and he had an mm. incredible season, man. And, yeah. and he, can, he can shoot threes. You know, he's an, you know, he's one of those centers that have evolved. And mm. I think if they do manage to get him, that team is looking incredible. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of young teams like that in the in the East. Yeah. Um, I think the the East, for as poor as it looks on paper, is a lot better than people would just objectively look at because right. you've got you got at least five or six teams in the East who can contend over the next few years to make the finals. And you you look at the West and there's there's still four or five, but I, I feel like I feel like the East is is you know I feel like the the, the East is strong. Um, because even like your your even in like a, a um Orlando is strong. Um, so yeah. Yeah, man, definitely. And I like the Celtics because they can shoot threes, they can you know, drive in, they can yeah. they can fit. I think someone like. Jason Tatum could maybe do more with, I don't know, maybe maybe extending his shooting, and maybe mm-hmm. you know, maybe. I, I mean, again, he's he's an incredible talent, but yeah. if that if that team has more options from the perimeter, then I think they can. I think that's what I think that they do need that because you have Jalen yeah. Brown taking threes, and he's good at them. But I think if you have that second guy who's there, and then you can just you know move the ball around. Yeah, and if you have a center, then. I mean, there you go. Then you're sorted, I think, at that team. Yeah, they they have an incredible young core as well. Because yeah. you you have a lot of uh, younger players on that team. Your Romeo Langfords, your Jason Tatum's, your Robert Williams's, Jalen Brown. All these guys are you know 25. So yeah. it's gonna be exciting in the future. Brad Stevens as well. So yeah, I mean, when like you know Gordon Hayward is 30 and he's like your oldest player, you got a pretty good situation going. You think he stays? Um, mm, that's tough. Um, I, I, his that the way it all started there with him, man. That that injury. Nah, yeah. Just man, so, it's it's. It, I think I think he stays. I, I think he stays, but we'll see. You never yeah. know with the NBA because every once in a while there will be a signing where it just blows your mind. Like a a uh, a Chris Humphreys signs a max contract with the Nets a few years back, and it's like, well, nobody can predict that. Right. So the the NBA is very unpredictable in that in that sense, at least. For sure. Uh, yeah, I I do like the Celtics team. I think they can go on to win in the East. Hopefully, they do, man. I like that team. Yeah. Then let's talk about the Raptors because even they had. More or less a forgettable, you know, time in the playoffs. I mean, they yeah. did they, they played well, but they did lose to the Celtics. And yeah. 
I mean, oh, the, I mean, the one highlight of that entire series is that OG Ananobi shot. You know. Yeah. What are they? They, they, they had their injuries. They had. It was a. Kyle it's Lowry's always... good. You know, Kyle yeah. Lowry is a good player. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, I mean, he he had a good time in the playoffs, but that team does need a lot more. Fred Ramvliet is good. He was. I, I don't. I think he was. He was. He was okay. In the yeah, playoffs. and they're probably gonna lose Serge Ibaka in free agency. So that's fine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess that's fine. But still. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean. Pascal Siakam was cold, right? Yeah, yeah. He, I think he, he did need to, you know, carry his weight, and I think he kind of fumbled in, in that series. But yeah. he's an incredible talent, and I think he will turn back up soon. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you can't judge somebody based on one series. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. Um, you have a lot of people who will, because they're just ignorant about everything. And then I think there are other teams that we can mention. Like I think Mavericks. Dallas did really well against uh, Clippers. I mean, they yeah, took it to yeah. them. But again, Luca was injured for a game or two. Chris Tubbs, I, again, injuries, man. So many injuries. But yeah. I mean, I did, they did well. And I think, yeah, I, I, I like Dallas. I was soft for them. So uh, I wanted them to see, I wanted to see them beat um, uh, the team that is LA Clippers. But oh well, Clippers went on to make themselves. Look like absolute fools. Yes, and, they did. And that as would they lead us do. as they always do. Clippers gonna clip, not yeah. Clippers gonna clip, right? Well, Clippers like Clippers. Clippers Either gonna way. clip. No, Clippers yeah. gonna clip is the correct term. Yeah. But right. So, speaking of the team that embarrassed them, the Denver Nuggets, who are one of the most important teams to talk about in the bubble, because not even not not in, yeah in the bubble and in the playoffs because. Their series against the Jazz was probably mm. one of the most fun series I've ever seen. Oh, it was it was amazing. Back and as, forth, incredible offensive performances. As a as a lifelong hater of the Utah Jazz, what an absolute wonderful series that was to watch. Just right. Just incredible. Just to watch them. Crumble. It went down to the wire, like final oh. game, final few seconds. Chef's kiss, as they say, it was wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I I just love watching Donovan Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray go oh, at it. Yeah, I mean, they were setting the they were setting the high pick and roll constantly. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, of course you would <laughs> with with Jokic and your team, right? Oh, Jokic is amazing. Jokic is Jokic. He's another he's another one of those uh, big guys. He's, he's a revolutionary center. He is a revolutionary the, big man. The, that's my that's this is this is my whole. To bring it this all the way back to the beginning, this is my whole problem with the goat debate. Is these freak, these freakish? I keep saying freakish. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a athletic. It. Yeah, it's it's just it's things we've never seen before. These big men are doing. You watch a guy like Giannis take three steps from the half court to make a dunk, and you're just like. Well, how do you defend that? What do you do against that? You know, and 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 there seems to be more of them now. And well, we know what you do. <laughs> we see I mean, yeah. We see, I mean, you we'll, just we'll be on the Giannis clamp him down. You know, just yeah. take him from you the just, half court line. He's hold him. He'll have to pass to someone, and they'll miss. Or, or he, he won't even make the pass. You know, he or or he won't play defense because his coach didn't tell him to. <laughs> that was that, yeah. 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 We'll that we'll was be on to that. 
Yeah. But, but yeah, we're going to talk about Jamal Murray, incredible performance in the bubble. And I mean, he was already an incredible player. We can't just say that, oh, wow, look at this guy who's just turned up. He was already a very good oh, yeah. player. But yeah, then yeah. I think in the playoffs, the spotlight was on him and he took that opportunity, you know? Definitely. Definitely. And again, I think we were talking about Jokic. He's a revolutionary center who, who can play full court. He can play half court. He can, yeah. you know, he can slow the game down. I, I, I think he, he just does it because he's not that, you know, he's not that athlete that you see. He knows yeah. how to play to his strengths. His passing is immaculate. He's either shooting on one foot, which you can't guard, or he's passing to someone who's driving in to lay it up. I mean, yeah. or, or he's just kicking it out for Jamal Murray to take a shot. I mean, you yeah. just have so many options with with him in your team. In my opinion, he is... Again, I, I could have said something very, you know, a hard take, but I do think he's one of the one of the best big men right now in the NBA. Yeah, I don't think that's a hot take. No, I, I was going to say he's the best, but I, mean, I, I, I like, yeah. 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 I think yeah. as a center, I think he's probably the best center, I think. That's I think, yeah, I think there's definitely an argument there. I think, yeah. yeah. And then, I think in terms of in terms of overall as a player man, on offense, offense and defense, um, both sides of the ball, there is no comparison with him. Yeah, in terms of a center. So in terms of a center, yeah. And then they beat the LA Clippers again, three-one yeah. uh, down again, made the comeback, win it, and Clippers, man. Paul George. Let's talk about Paul George, right? Because. You see Mr. Kawhi Leonard doing his absolute best, you know. He's giving it his all. I mean, not our absolute best. He's, he's trying, right? He's, yeah. he's at least trying. He's trying. He's trying. And he, then he gets, a, I, I think he got a block on someone. Was, was it Jokic? I think he got a block on Jokic. Yeah. And he passed the ball. And Paul George just flops it. And it's like, what do you do, man? Paul George... As good as he is, had a terrible, just terrible time in yeah. in the playoffs, and it all came to a head in that series. And he had how, in, his, in his final game, he, he had sideboard. So, how did he get the nickname Playoff P? I never he himself. I think like, like did he legitimately give that to himself? Because it doesn't. It's the know. most absurd nickname I've ever heard in my life. You He's can't call yourself Playoff P and then you know. Every exactly <laughs> crumbles in every single playoffs. Like I'm, I'm not trying like, to sound like Charles Barkley here, but like, like come on, man. Like you already sounded a lot like him. I'll have you know. Eh, well, we are both dumb southerners, so yeah, there is that. At least you're self-aware. Um, yeah. But yeah, you again, Clippers. Look again. We've talked about it. This they lack cohesion. They just seem like they were never on the same. You know, Waveland. We didn't yeah. even mention Montrezl Harrell. He was, he's, he's so good, you know. Yeah, he is. But again, it just didn't work out for them. And now, let's see what they do. But... Yeah. I think yeah. there was a quality team you could put together there without making the Paul George trade, without making the the Kawhi signing. But right. it's this... It's, the, it's like an L.A. mentality of we have to... It is tough when you're in the same town as a team with LeBron. You're literally yeah, playing in the same building as LeBron. You have to compete, man. And your your owner is a billionaire. So, obviously, 
Fine. Your owner is a billionaire who worked at Microsoft, so he's not going to sit there and, and just lose. I mean, he, I just he, yeah, he doesn't do that. And I just realized that there is no better comparison for the Clippers than Manchester City because there's Manchester United on the other side, you know. Yeah, just like exactly. our Lakers, historic teams. But yeah, uh, we're gonna move on from that because there's still a lot to be talked about. So uh, I think the one moment that is you know poignant is the strike because of what was happening. Right, right. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, with the protests and you know, in terms of the police brutality, and then yeah. you had. I mean, there was the case of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and multiple others, man. And yeah. we saw Milwaukee Bucks, you know, make a stand. And they actually just said, we're not going to, you know, we're just not going to play. Yeah. they. A lot of people called it a walkout or whatever, but it was a strike. It was, yeah, it was a strike, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was after the shooting of uh, Jacob Blake. Right, right, right. Um, and, yeah. And people just, it, it happened around all, all sports. I mean, I, and even. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. Um, I remember turning on uh, the Astros baseball game and suddenly they're just not playing. And I'm just like, right on, man. I'm down. Yeah. It's just, you, you gotta, sometimes you just gotta say something. You just gotta, you know. For sure. Everyone's it's there's there's this attitude of like oh shut up and dribble or whatever, but it's just like yeah, sh- fuck off. Yeah. Like, I, at I, some I, point you have to you, you know. Yeah. That that was a strong move, and I think it sent a message out there, you know, and I think that's yeah. what it was supposed to do. So good on yeah. the Bucks. Um. Yeah, and I mean let's just talk about the Bucks because, yeah. my God, uh, in in that series against uh, the team that is. Well, Miami, who we will talk about. I, mean, I don't want to talk about Miami right now, but Lord, it's so easy to shut off Giannis. Yeah, right? it really is. He... That team lacks anything apart. Mm. I mean, come on, Chris Middleton, Chris Middleton. I'm not, I, come on, I'm not. I'm not even yeah. gonna. He's not good enough to be the second guy to Giannis, or yeah. or to be the good enough, or to be a good enough guy to be in a team. That wants to win a championship. That's yeah. Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton is not your guy for that position. Yeah, and Chris Middleton is an is an excellent role player. Yeah. He is deservedly an all star, but yeah. the idea of Chris Middleton as your Anthony Davis, as your, you know, your Scotty no Pippen, as your yeah. number two, is absurd. Yeah, exactly. Um, and when when your number one is a guy like you know Giannis. Who has questionable leadership at best? Yeah. Um, you know, there was the moment where um, we're, we're we're at the end of the game here, um, and Giannis is covering Jay Crowder, and it's like <laughs> it's like Jimmy Butler's over here balling out, and why are you covering Jay Crowder? And he yeah. was asked about this. He was asked about if if he asked the coach to switch to Jimmy, and his response was, "No, I didn't. Why would you ask that? I'll do whatever coach tells me to do." That's the absolute worst attitude you could possibly have. You're not going to win shit if that's your attitude. I think if, he needs a leader in that team, and I, I, yeah. I'm telling you, all he needs is one leader who can help him 
who can help first of all take the pressure off i'm telling you that's why the day i realized that i, I said he should go to miami soon mm. enough after that everyone was saying he should go to miami because miami started boiling yeah. up so <clears throat> yeah it's a good team but they Giannis needs to move man I, I, he yeah. said he's gonna stay so either they can bring in a leader i don't know i don't know what to do let's see um yeah i Milwaukee think that's a I think that's a trait he has to develop by himself, right? Because I I have a hard time seeing Giannis playing as a, as a, as a the second man on the team, or already right. like going right. from two time MVP to being the second best player on your team. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think they're it. He's the leader of that team. That's just how it is. Right? He's not a great sure. one. But um, that's just how it's going to have to be. Right. I agree. But, yeah. So, yeah, that's... I think we've talked about most of the important things that we can talk about before we get into the finals. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. So, let's get into the finals. We'll try and keep this brief because, my God, it's been a long podcast. So, so let's talk about... I I mean, we've talked about the entire season. We've talked about so much. So, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's It's, you know... It's a yeah. long ass season. It's, you know, yeah, there you go. It's, long it's a long season, maybe even longer. But you know, as we said at the beginning, this it's tough to boil down this whole season into just you yeah. Know, oh, this team won. This team lost. You know, it's more than that. Of course, but okay. So let's talk about Miami versus Lakers, which yeah. I don't think anyone predicted. I think this is the yeah. first time ever that two teams that have never that didn't make the playoffs the season before this time are in the finals right yeah yeah first time ever yeah insane and i do want to talk about the lakers first maybe because there's a lot more to talk about no you know what let's talk about miami first so Mm. miami somehow um i mean even from the before the playoffs but in the bubble there was the feud between butler and tj warren they were beefing Mm -hmm. for a while yeah and then the playoffs come and my God, four nil, right? Just wipe them. Yeah, just yeah. Right? I mean, just... Jimmy Butler just taking over, and just yeah. It's not just Jimmy Butler. I mean, it's well, no, but I mean... down to him. But but then yeah, it's yeah. him, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Harrow, yeah, yeah. Goran Dragic. I just mean on like a on like a base level, right? It was Jimmy Butler wanting to send a message. Um, and that's that's all he's ever wanted to do. You know, he's yeah, always yeah. wanted to send a message. Be it him in Minnesota, be it him in, uh, you know, um, where he was, even in Chicago, you know, at yeah. points. For sure. And um, then even in 76ers. So he's he's the kind of guy who wants to prove who he is. And here mm-hmm. he comes into the team where nobody expects anything from them. The people didn't even expect them to make the playoffs. And he comes and takes these group of malleable players. And that's the most important word, the malleable, that these players were ready to be shaped. Into mm-hmm. a cha- uh, you know a title running team, yeah, and they did that incredibly well. And he did an incredible job, and this team just balled out. They beat uh, the Milwaukee Bucks four one. They lost one game after Giannis got injured, and Chris Middleton and the rest of the boys started balling out for a game. Yeah. But yeah, they, they were just you know curtailed again. Lost. They faced the Celtics. Where, again, great series, it went back and forth. But then you had 
that block by Bam Adebayo. Right, who, right. again, we can't talk enough about Bam Adebayo and how his rise this season has been so yeah. meteoric. Absolutely you know? incredible. Just an amazing center. Right. Incredible. And, yeah, man, just such a good player. And yeah, they, won, they won that series, and then they made their way to the finals, right? Yeah. Now, in the finals, what basically happened, right, was you had them going up against the favorites. They were the favorites yeah. from the start. You had LeBron, Anthony Davis, with a group of players who have, again, again, again in, the, in the series against Houston, you saw Rajon Rondo come back and just ball out, right? Yeah. And if you have a team that has all these players who can ball out, it, there's that fear factor going in, in a, immediately against you. For sure. And then you have this team that plays, man, you know, uh, you don't like zone defense, right? No, no, I think zone is for cowards. Right. I, I'm on the Bo- yeah. Beaumont and Jones I, I, train of zone is for absolute. If you can't play man-to-man defense, you don't deserve to win. Right. But if, if, you, if you can't play man-to-man defense, just I'm sorry, like you don't. I mean, if you can play man-to-man defense, and if you're playing well in zone, zone, then that's the way to go. Um, okay, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But but my main point is the fact that they came in zones again, and that zone that they had was meant to curtail one guy, and that was LeBron James, right? Yeah. Which is why initially we saw um, Anthony Davis ball out, right? Yeah, that's because the problem with zone. I get it's, it. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, like when you're running zone against a team like the Lakers, yeah, that's that's tough, man. Because you're you're tough. just you, you're leaving shooters open. You're leaving you're leaving big men. Like it's that's, yeah, but they're not they're not known for their shooting. That was a thing. But then they just shot lights out, and then you're like, yeah. oh shit, we need to change up, right? Yeah. And then they changed up, and I I'm telling you. Again, let's talk about the first game because they had major injuries with Bam Adebayo, Goran Dragic, yeah, and Duncan Robinson like was cold. A disaster from the that first game. Yeah, the first it was game just, was disastrous. A you bad, just felt bad, bad, bad it's going to be a sweep. This is over. Yeah. You know. 2-0 yeah. down. And then we see Jimmy Butler come to life. And I think one of my favorite moments was when LeBron told him they're in trouble. And then when he finally drags that team to a win and he says to him, and he says back they're in trouble and i was like yeah. there you go man. that's what i like about jimmy man he's he's there he exactly. is not gonna quit he is the heart of a lion and he just took that team through that game and he made it 2-1 and that's when people are like oh now this is anyone's game right yeah again that, two years ago, that, two that next game the you know was this ended up being a six-point game yeah you know, Jimmy close, comes man. out with almost a tri- another triple double, back to back triple doubles, almost. Yeah. You know who knows? And it just slips. You know, it just slipped from them. Yeah. And then uh, you did have you had Bam out of bad returns, and that was really helpful for them. Yeah. And then Jimmy had another incredible game. Yeah. Where he carried another triple the team. double. Yeah. And he was exhausted by the end. He arrested what forty two seconds, yeah. <laughs> or something like that, in the entire game. And yeah, we went to game six, which everyone was hoping we get a game seven because my God, that would have been 
incredible to watch. Yeah. We had Goran Dragic return, and I was like, okay. But then again, he's a player coming back from an injury very soon, probably too soon. And Definitely. Yeah, and then the Lakers just took over, man. It was It was one of those situations where LeBron wasn't going to lose. Yeah, you could. LeBron could not risk that game going to Game Seven. Yeah, LeBron, I, I there was n- not a. Ch- I remember seeing the first quarter, seeing how yeah. to the first quarter, and just being like, "Okay, this is." Oh, I was just like, watching the game cast, and I'm seeing LeBron with like ten five and five in the first quarter. I'm like, "Oh, okay, this is over." Yeah, <laughs> Le- LeBron's gonna get a triple double. They're gonna win by at least like twenty, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, because LeBron has this like takeover. It's like takeover in two K. He has that shit in real life. It's fucking nuts. He he where... is he, he, he when he zones in. That's it. You know he shot sixty five percent from the field in forty two minutes. That's absurd. Right. That's I, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And I think the one thing is this series we did not see him go full force because there was Anthony Davis. And yeah. I, and as he said, you know, quite recently after the game, after the series, that he's ready to, you know, to give the keys to Anthony Davis. Yeah, he's re- he's ready to ride the game off now, yeah. and and of course that makes sense. But he wanted to see this kid shine. Yeah. But he knew when it's game six, no, 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 we're not going game yeah. seven, and that's when we saw LeBron take over. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean. Yeah. Ended up with 28, 14, and 10, which is an absurd stat line for yeah. a, a, a 37, 37-year-old man. In his, in his 18th you know, season? In his 18th season, getting a triple-double on 65% from the floor. Uh, incidentally, and, today, today is yeah. the day he debuted. So Yeah. yeah I, I mean, what are, you, what are you supposed to do, man? Yeah, insane, man. And... In saying that, let's talk about the two teams, right? Because Miami, with these core players, Tyler Harrow had a had a you know had a decent. Yeah, I think he had a great playoff run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duncan Robinson for, for, as well. For for a player of his of his age, age? yeah, and his experience, his unreal. Yeah. So yeah. Then again, you had uh, Duncan Robinson who did well in the finals. Yeah. It was a slow burner, but he got to it. Injuries to Goran Dragic, Bam Adebayo, that sucked. Jay Crowder, I think, had a great time. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. Kelly Olenek. I don't, I don't think this mm-hmm. podcast would have been complete if I didn't mention Kelly Olenek. Yes, you do love Kelly Olenek for whatever Ma- reason. Man's Bambi on ice, but, I mean, man can, but man can have moments of brilliance, and I love it. For sure. I'm here for it, you know? And I just love watching him play. And, um, yeah, this Miami side, what they did was special. And it will be remembered because it was this group of people that no one really gave a shot to, led by this guy who has been fucked over so many times. Yeah. Come out and ball. That's it. They yeah. were here to ball. And and I think that's something really cool to see that happen, you know? And, and I think by the end, everyone was wanting to see Miami win the, win the whole thing, you know? That was it. Yeah. That was the story. It was almost like a Cinderella type of yeah. Cinderella story, but remember uh, when Cinderella, you know, took it a game seven and one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Is that, is that wait a minute? Is that not a term outside of America? Cinderella <laughs> no, it, story? It is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, I was. I thought I was talking out of my ass for a second there. 
<laughs> no, so yeah, so that's the thing. And then yeah, props to this Miami team on the, on what they were able to do. You again, Jimmy again constantly kept switching to the weaker man because he knew he's gonna have LeBron on him, and LeBron kept switching out. But then by the end, he LeBron knew that no, nah, we can't let this go on. You know, he had yeah. to guard Jimmy. He guarded Jimmy, closed him down. They won the game. Yeah. But as long as Jimmy was getting those switches, he was he was balling out. Yeah. Against against KCP. Uh, in saying that, we now need to move on to the champions, and Lord Lakers. This team, yeah. so good. There was a time yeah, when yeah. I, when I saw them play in that game again in the first couple of games. I was like, how how do you beat this team, right? I was trying yeah. to figure out how do you beat this team, and the only way was basically exploiting their defensive lapses by constantly switching from their two main defenders, which are LeBron and uh, you know AD. Yeah, and. But it it can only work for a certain point. Offensively, offensively they were like really good because they were, their shooters worked for the most part, apart from Danny Green, who who did not have a great finals. No, he missed he that not. one shot. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, KCP man, very good player. What he was able to do for them, he was able to shoot well. He was able to create, and brilliant. Then you have someone like Rajon Rondo who was so smart, he created so much space for everyone else, he distributed the ball so well, kicked it out. And that's the thing. When you have Anthony Davis, and he attracts two players to him, right? You'll Uh always have a man free. Definitely. And when you have a man free, that that guy's going to shoot. And if not, then Anthony Davis is going to destroy you. So, and it was tough, man. It was tough for Miami. And guess what? Even if you take these players out, you have freaking LeBron James. The yeah, best exactly. player in the world, and he You're comes the best in player just, in the world. Yeah, yeah, and he and what he As, kept on doing was he was shooting from perimeter. He was creating that thing that he oh he was creating the difference. You know, he could just shoot. He would yeah. get the switches. He'll drive in. He'll you know he'll bully past you. His his shot selection is okay. out of this world. Yeah. And in terms of he knows exactly what shot to take. He knows exactly when to pass the ball. Yeah. Um. He know yeah. His his basketball IQ is beyond anything we've probably ever seen. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, they won deservedly so. Yeah. What a finals, and what an NBA playoff run, and what an NBA series, what an NBA yeah. season. You know, so was, much happened. It was an absolutely insane season with an yeah. ending worthy of an insane season. It's yeah. Amazing. You know, we we, we didn't. Luckily, that ending wasn't just like a uh, you know a terrible sweep. Yeah. You know, with, with four boring. boring games. No, we got we got an ending deserved of this bizarre ass year that we are living in. So. Indeed, yeah. indeed, indeed. And as LeBron said, every everyone in the Lakers organization deserves their respect, and he deserves his respect too. You know. He does. He does. You, you know, certain people in the media won't give it to him, but. You know, We're not going to mention who. You know. I mean, I will. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, don't. So skip Bayless. <laughs> I'm not gonna comment again. So, any yeah. any takeaways you have from the season? Um, no, yeah. I mean, Anything that we haven't talked about already, you know? Yeah, in terms of what we haven't talked about, not so much. Yeah, I think we've covered everything. I think the one yeah. th- one thing is, it just showed that this league is so sm- It was smart, man. Yeah, the way they, and it kept it's so going. So well run. 
Yeah. And they set the example, man, for, 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 yeah. for the world. And... They set the example that, that nobody followed. It, it, it was amazing seeing the, the media, you know, cover the bubble and talk about how brilliant of an example the bubble was and then for literally no other sport to follow the bubble. Right. And every other sport has an insane abundance of cases. And it's like, well, no shit you do. Yeah, I get it's it. Not, it's not, you know, you know, forehead. Yeah. God damn it. So, what? let's... <laughs> Am I not allowed... To say Twitch emotes out loud on this podcast, sir? You can, sir. Okay. You have one or two people who may understand what that means, but yeah. yeah. Just just test them, forehead. It's not complicated. God damn it. Please don't <laughs> get that a thing. Um, but yeah, so saying that, let's move on to next season. And I'll ask you, who do you think wins it all? Um... Lakers. Again, LeBron yeah. goes for the double. I think we get, yeah. I think we get back to back. Hmm. I think, I think, um, I think we get Dallas and Los Angeles in the conference finals. Right. Maybe we get Clippers in Los Angeles or we get Los Angeles, Los Angeles. Maybe. Um, I think I think you kind of got Houston, man. I think Houston can do bits. No, I don't think they can. But that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I would like to say my pick would be Lakers as well. Mm-hmm. But this, I'm not going to name a team. But if Giannis gets traded, I would say the team that gets him wins. Right. Right. It, it might be Miami. It might be uh, Dallas. Uh, whoever, yeah, you know. But if it's uh, if he goes to Dallas, man, imagine Dallas winning! Holy hell, I love yeah. it. Yeah. But if he doesn't, then I, I do think Lakers are going to retain, which rightfully sure. so makes sense. Yeah. Again, what what a wild season! That was a long, long, long podcast. Uh, yeah. If anyone's still listening, shout out to you. Um, <laughs> so yeah I think uh, we, we'll we talk about the rest later because there are things we can talk about like Lamella Ball and whatnot. and I think we'll mention yeah. that in the next one we, we'll definitely have a follow up podcast on the on the, the upcoming draft and for sure yeah the so, yeah, idea that was, of yeah. you know mixtapes and such indeed yes. because you love mixtapes I do right well, I don't think they're trash but I also love them so we'll discuss that next time. We will. Because I have to talk about Austin Rivers. Anyways, um, that was a fun podcast. Uh, thank you for joining me, Michael, for the of first course. episode of Home and Away. And yes. you, do you want to plug anything? Um, I have nothing to plug. That is what I would like to plug. I mean, I'm sure you will soon, you know. I'm sure you yeah. will. Yeah, one of these days. Follow, follow me on Twitter. It'll be in the description. Um, I mean, you I, that that wasn't planned, but okay, I'll, I'll put your username in the description. You can just say I it's mean, actually Herm, it's Herman SXE, so you can follow. Yeah, well, my name's tough to spell because people are dumb. Two R's, two N's, SXE. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, follow follow him. Follow TC Nine Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Check us out on Spotify. 
I'll try to get it done on Apple. I don't know what's going on there. I'll have to look into that. And yeah, you can check out our website for articles. Like I, I wrote one recently about uh, Pep Guardiola and his confrontation with the mirror from the past. You should, yeah, it's you know, it's 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 an okay article. Go back and it's good shit. Check it out. Oh, oh thanks. So yeah, go back and check it out. And yeah, just thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Bye.